What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you have better things to do with your time yes. than doo -doo, doo -doo. <laughs> especially when it comes to fresh produce, which I is the majority. I'm like, I want that one. Yeah, that yeah. I, I want to smell my strawberries. Yeah, I want. I sure yeah, like if someone's just picking it up, the DoorDasher's not gonna care. Yeah. It is so rare that somebody reaches out and they're like, oh, I want to work with a with a Remax agent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those days are really over. People work with you because of who you are. Tell us what it feels like to be on a TV show. We got 30 minutes of fame, essentially. Finally, they came to us and they were like, hey, we're going to shoot a pilot with you guys. Yeah. So we filmed that. You know, you got to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Yep. You got to see that a lot of the stuff on HGTV is total BS. Yeah. That it's not all truthful, essentially. Yeah. Uh, HGTV picked up Becca, but dropped Drew. <laughs> <laughs> they made the right decision. <laughs> Becca was able to get yeah. this opportunity from the show that we had. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it was uh, it's The executives cool are in the boardroom like, Drop yeah. the man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she's the she's the pretty one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You can be in the back. <laughs> Who's that guy? But isn't he like the most second second important person? Like you have your I mean, star, but then you have he your goalie. Is. Like that's last line defense. If you got a bad goalie, they're gonna score. That's all what I'm long. saying. So, yeah, it's very he's important. very important. Well, the best goalies do nothing. That would be the best. Like, <laughs> I can't negotiate if I never pick up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I always win. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Weekly Deposit episode 21. We're excited to have our good friend, a great real estate expert, uh, a courageous team leader at Grey Duck Properties, an HGTV star. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> yep, there you go. What is why? Yes, here. yes. I got 30 minutes of fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say I have 30 minutes for you guys. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, we've also had his wife on the podcast. They're a dynamic duo. Uh, our good friend, Joe Schwartzbauer. Let's welcome Joe here to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks welcome, Joe. Guys. Welcome. So we always like to kind of throw a softball at the start, you know, give our guests a little warm feeling yeah, yeah. and everything, uh, you know, kind of make them relatable. Right. Um, what was the last great movie or TV show you watched or you were really sucked into? Where Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso is okay. a good show. Dude, it is like some of the best... TV on TV. Yeah. It's just, it's feel good. It's got a little drama. Yeah. It's just good TV. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched, yeah, I've watched the first two seasons. Season three is coming out here. Season three is out. Oh, is it yeah. out? Okay. Okay. I haven't yeah, seen Yeah. I've, I've watched the first two. Too. I haven't seen season three, but it's like a fake it till you make it. I think that's why yeah, yeah. people just wig it. <laughs> it's good. It's real good. Figure it and, out later. And then Mandalorian, man. We're big into Star Wars at our house. So, there okay. You go. Yeah. There all you that go. stuff is good. Same, is it, same here. I, was it the Mandalorian that had that? No, no, no. I'm sorry. That was that one movie with the, the fight between. Vader and Obi Wan. What was that? Was it one of the Star Wars movies? Yeah, it was a movie. One was, of the hundred. Like Twelve of them. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot. Disney's a really lot. cranking those out yeah. right now. There, there's a lot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. My son's way into it, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. Mandalorian's a good show, oh, though. It's great. Yeah, great. I, I think I like the plot of it too, and yeah. it doesn't get boring. No, you, know? you feel like the people at UK like. Ted Lasso? Or is it just kind of like us Americans? I don't know. I, I kind of wonder that too. I uh, kind of uh, thought about that. Did you see Welcome to Wrexham? Uh, that was Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I, no, I haven't yeah. seen that yet. That was also phenomenal. That was kind of like documentary style. And Ryan yeah. Reynolds and okay. the other guy from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yep. they oh. bought a 
failing soccer team over there. In Wales. In yep. Wales. Yep. And it's like the oldest uh, arena field or yep. whatever in all of like Europe, basically. Yeah. And they've now turned around the soccer and, team. Yep. And Though they're actually they got good promoted. Now. Yeah, they got promoted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So very yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to have to watch that. Great story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds flew out the whole team to Las Vegas recently because yeah. they got promoted. Yeah. He like all expenses paid. My son's in the soccer, so we're very that's into soccer okay, yeah, in so our cool. house right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso yeah. and the and the Star Wars, yep. of course. It, so it kind of he dictates the, <laughs> the. We do what he says. Yeah, he's our only kid. So, yeah. what's your son's favorite soccer team? Uh PSG. <laughs> Is it because of like the Messi, Mbappe, exactly, Mbappe, Neymar, yeah, exactly. the big all dogs, all yeah, of them. yeah. Big what dogs a World Cup like final too! Like, did he get to watch that? Because that was uh, probably the greatest World Cup final I've ever. No, seen. something was going on. And we didn't get to watch it for whatever oh, reason. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was an amazing. So he plays. He plays soccer, right? Plays I think soccer. you were telling us it. that he's on. He's in two different leagues right now. That's good. Yeah, he's <laughs> loving it. He somehow got onto a league with. A bunch of older kids. Mm-hmm. So he's in kindergarten and he's playing with like first and second graders. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So it okay. should help him. So he's moving. Where does he like yeah. playing? I know there's not really like positions at sometimes at that so age, for some but reason, like he, he like saying he wants to play goalie. And I'm like, okay. dude, you don't get to score any goals when you play goalie. And he was just like, oh, okay. Well, my my kid, my, yeah, my kid does yeah. that too. It's yeah. like, he's like, I want to play goalie. I'm like, no, you got to score he's, goals. Well, he's a little standoffish sometimes. He's yeah. not super aggressive. So, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. But this that kind of has our fatherly egos play into right. it. Like, we exactly. want you to score want goals for me. Score. <laughs> you want to score goals, but isn't it, like, the most necessary? Because I'm not a soccer player at all by any means, but isn't he, like, the most second second important person? Like, you have your I mean, star, but then you have your he goalie. Is. Like, that's last line of defense. If you got a bad goalie, they're going to score. That's what I'm long. saying. So, yeah, it's very He's important. very important. Well, the best goalies do nothing. That would be the best. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best goalkeeper no. game would be to do nothing. Um no, but it is it is like important, but like again, it's that ego dad thing. Right. Like you watch yeah. your son to score. <laughs> yeah, he's not the star, but he's important though. Yes. Yeah, yes. I get it. Okay, Joe, we want to talk about kind of your real estate, uh, you know, career and how it started. But before we get to that, we want to talk about who was Joe Schwartzbauer before the real estate. You know, what were you doing? What what uh, shenanigans were you doing? <laughs> what were um, you getting into? You know, I never. And then how did you kind of stumble into? You know, come across prior to real estate. I was always in different kind of sales positions. Mm -hmm. Uh, My father was a salesman type of thing. So sales has always been something that I've always enjoyed just because like sky's the limit. Yeah. You you know, you get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no paycheck that's constantly coming in. So you got to, you know, earn your keep and work basically to get to the next level. So that's something that's always been really attractive to me. Um, I actually moved into a small apartment building in Lower Town, actually right around here pretty much. Mm-hmm. And the guys that owned the building had a real estate office on the main floor. Started bringing my rent checks down to them, got to know them, started going out to lunch with them. They were like, hey, man, you'd be really great in real estate. Yeah. I was like, ah, looking for a new career. Let's try this out. <laughs> Perfect know? timing. It was. And I kind of <laughs> fell into it, and it wasn't something that I was uh, – uh, looking to do, you know, yeah. I've always liked houses and like been into that and that whole yeah. backstory and whatnot. But honestly, I just kind of fell into it. I okay. started doing leasing for them. Um, that was an absolute nightmare. It was just, <laughs> you know, that's just not very much fun. Le- it, yeah, leasing it sucks. It does. It's just, it's a tough. Sorry, sure leasing gets agents out like there. But it, seriously. No, but it gets your feet yeah. wet. It does. It, it does. got my feet yeah. wet. And yeah. like, you know, it's one of those things, leasing agents, they can make a good amount of money. Yeah, they can. But in Minnesota, just like our real estate market gets really hot in the middle of the summer yeah. and cools down in the winter. 
So everyone wants to move in the middle of the summer. Leasing, you make a ton of money in the middle of the summer. The rest of the year, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started working with a lot of investors through that because I was leasing out single family homes, you know, condos, that type of thing. Got to know the owners, started talking to them about buying another property and all of that. And then that kind of spiraled into me working with a bunch of investors. And Mm -hmm. then I got sick of working with investors because I was sick of writing lowball offers and Mm -hmm. really started working with you know, normal retail buy and seller. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a little bit more rewarding working with with them in a sense it too, is. because the closing you know first time home buyers or first time sellers or whatever. So uh, investors are more cold. Like, yeah, well, it's business. What can you do for me? Exactly. That's it. It's business. <laughs> and some people like that. Totally. Some people like that. That's that's a very transactional business. Yeah, strictly transactional. Yeah, I don't prefer that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, better to build a relationship. Your investor isn't jumping for joy or crying at the closing table because they. You also <laughs> get a good investor that you're working with that is buying properties flipping properties that yeah. type of thing you know there's steady income in something like that yeah so correct. yeah yeah, yeah. Correct. It's, it's good to have in real estate it's good to have a mix everything yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. it's good to have everything yeah and some investors you know depending on how you deal with them or if they have a license or not or a thing you can end up listing the flip you sold them or something exactly. on the back yep. end. So it's and if i can bring my wife into the mix and have yeah. her stage that flip as well yep so you guys have a great combo well the it's whole great duck brand that's what i kind of wanted to ask you yeah. about how did yeah. that all kind of come about and you know we've talked to becca here yep. she's been on the podcast she's told us kind of the interior designing staging everything that side of the yep. great duck and then you are the more uh real estate properties because yeah i mean the the whole team started probably five years or so ago. Mm-hmm. It was just me at the time. Uh, me and my wife were actually down in Georgia visiting some of her family. And just like everybody knows, if you're a real estate agent, you know, go on vacation, your phone's going to ring a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So we're on vacation. My phone is absolutely blowing up. I'm having yeah. to write offers. It wasn't an enjoyable vacation because I had to be working the whole time. And that was kind of like, all right, we need to start a team. Yeah. And we previously had uh, Great Duck Properties and LLC for flipping homes. Mm. And I was like, we already got the name. Let's just run with yeah, that. Run with that yeah. yeah. So hired an admin, hired a buyer's agent, and things started from there. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Would you say that's kind of the most important is in that order, admin, buyer's agent? For, for you know, new... Uh, New agents out there, new people want to make a team. If you're looking to start a team, if you're looking to grow as a real estate agent, the absolute number one first hire you should make every time is an admin. Okay. And then honestly, the second is probably a showing partner. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. somebody that's kind of your boots on the ground, going out, showing houses, leveraging your time. It takes a lot of time to go out and show properties, Mm -hmm. driving around, doing all of that. You know, unless you have a Tesla that's driving itself, you can't really be working while you're on the road, essentially. Yeah. So, and you probably shouldn't even be doing that in a Tesla, but I don't know that's (laughs) kind of allowed, I guess. When you have multiple clients that you're working with and you're at a certain point, you're not a new agent anymore. It's it's very, we only got 24 hours in a day. Exactly. And really like a 12 hour day is pretty- Say, so you're <laughs> right right but driving but she has traffic, she has resources called admins. helicopters yes. <laughs> jets you know the world becomes very small for a beyonce yes. in a yeah. very big place for uh, us it's, it's big about leveraging your time leveraging yes. your time yeah. that's the whole thing so yeah. you need you need a showing partner yep. you know when you're working with six seven eight clients at yes. once yeah. most like, most people don't really care who is opening the door for them mm-hmm. yeah most clients there are some 100 that they want your face at yeah. every tour and you know they you need more hand holding exactly yeah you got to yeah. treat them a little bit differently. Yep. 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 Um, 
But you said admin first. Can you touch on just a little bit for our viewers and listeners, especially for the real estate people, why that's more important than that showing agent, that, that one? Well, it's, it's just purely leverage. Yep. You know, that, that first admin that you hire, they are going to be wearing a ton of different hats. Yep. As real estate agents, as a solo real estate agent, you are wearing every hat. You are the showing partner. You are the listing agent. Marketing. You are the marketing. You are finance. You are literally every you have the HR department. <laughs> the HR department, you know? You got to complain. everything you you have to do everything so anytime you can have some of that stuff taken off of your plate it leverages yourself to be able to go out and sell more yeah and you're more productive yeah and i don't think a lot of people understand that in business in general not just real estate because a lot of people become employees at their business rather than growing it exactly right yeah i i and and the immigrant community i see a lot of brown people do this they'll open like a grocery store or some type of store and it's successful but they're there every Every day day. checking people out like yes you have better things to do with your time than (laughs) making the leap to leverage yourself is a tough one you have, yeah. to, you have to 100% believe in yourself that you are going to go out and sell more in order to pay for that leverage. Yep, yep. So it's, you hire an admin, don't take that additional time to sit on your couch and watch Netflix, take that additional no, time to, to you need to be working more. harder. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then that allows you to hire on another admin and you know, mm-hmm. it just, it grows from there basically. Yep. Admin are the most important hire. In where did state. you, uh, where did you find your admin? At? She's been a friend of mine for like 30 years. Oh, so, okay. yeah. <laughs> but we are going to be looking for another one here probably later this year because her position, you know, as you have an admin, what they do will change because yep. in order to keep them around, you want them to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. And she's liking the marketing side. She's liking, you know, video editing. Now she's getting into some of that. She's trying to do, you know, more flyers and mailers and yes. the, the design and that type of thing, the back end listing input stuff, you know, we could train somebody to do that. That's pretty simple. Work. So you don't have your admin doing transactions coordinating. She's doing that as well. Oh, right she does now. that so as well. She's wearing okay. all of that. She hats, does all. Okay. But okay. she prefers some stuff over other stuff. Well, the, the we fun stuff, the, the marketing stuff is fun. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we can hire somebody on and probably pay them a little bit less because they'd be brand new and have yeah. them just do that paperwork, paperwork behind the stuff. scenes stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. As a business, you got to, like you said, leverage and everything like that. I think some people just um, are control freaks sometimes. They want go. like, yeah. yeah, hard to let go. And yeah. they feel like if they let go, then everything's going to come crashing right. down. Well, you need to put good people in place. You need to yeah. trust them. That's, and, that's and Yeah, important. good people, and it, and it is sometimes a trial and error in regards to good people. It costs people. a lot more money to hire the wrong person than it does the right person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think a lot of teams out there know that. I mean, you should bring <laughs> leverage into like your personal life as well, more than just business, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've got all kinds of apps out there that will literally like get your groceries to your front door. The amount of time that you spend grocery shopping, that's probably not good use of your time. Okay, no, no I, I agree, and here's, but here's uh, uh, the old school part of me, right? There's always that, because I'm, I'm, hey, I'm a 80s man. I don't do that because I love grocery shopping. No, I, no, it's like, I don't, it's not that I, I love too. grocery shopping. I do find it, like, tedious, but it's like, especially when it comes to fresh produce, which is the majority, I'm like, I want that one. Yeah, that yeah. I, I want to smell my strawberries. Yeah, I want to make sure. Yeah, like if someone's just picking it up. The DoorDash is not going to care. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care. Like I'm like, I want, I look at the strawberries. I'm like, this one, I nope. want this one. Uh, <laughs> nope. 
But like that admin that you hire, yeah. they could do some of that grocery shopping for you. Yeah. They can do that type of thing. Does your admin do grocery shopping for you? She does some babysitting and like that type of thing. Jesus not so much, not so much yeah. grocery shopping, but like she does it all. it's an all-encompassing type <laughs> yeah. of job, you know? Hey. They, they, I mean, they're they're not considered an admin. They're considered an executive assistant at that point. I, okay. Like yes. That. They, they do much more than just help you with your business. They are helping to run your life and run your life more efficiently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to high, give you yeah. hours back in your day. And high, yeah. high value people need, need that, that and have that. that. I always yeah. think of like the Tony Stark with the, uh, oh, whatever jazz is Jasper. Or? I think it is. What's her name? She, uh, oh, the his actually his assistant. The, Correct, yeah. right? And the, yeah. and the I was thinking the computer one. Oh That's no, not I the computer. Too. No, I was thinking the actual Jarvis. human yeah. one. Jarvis, Jarvis. Yeah. yeah, the one he ends up liking the yeah. girl. Yeah, Potts. Yeah, what? Maybe something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's important. You put the Disney. Give me a contract. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, what do you really? Okay, because I know you mentioned you know you know you kind of got into real estate and the whole like oh I hate when people give that generic like I love houses, yeah. and this, yeah. <laughs> which uh, but no, what do you really really love about the industry? Is it is it the relationship? Is it kind of the hustle and bustle? Is it the negotiations? And then what's something you would hope to change about the industry? Because you've been in the industry for quite some time now. I want to say a decade. Just about a decade. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So you've seen different markets and, yeah. and all that. So. I mean, it's honestly, since I've been in, it has been pretty consistently a seller's market. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't seen the, you know, 2008 downturn, which right. a lot of people were scared we were about to go into. Uh, I feel pretty lucky for the market that I've been in the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. I've been an agent. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes that it felt a little bit more like a buyer's market out yeah. there, but pretty much it's basically been a seller's Leaning market. on seller side. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time we've had that <laughs> on this show. <laughs> no, that's if I could no. change something in the, in the yeah, industry. Yeah, if you could change yeah. something, like what do you love and what what's something where you're just like, oh, I wish this was just a that's little right. bit different. I mean, yeah, negotiations can be fun, depending on the uh, agent you're negotiating with. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that... You can't negotiate if I never pick up the phone. <laughs> 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 I always win. Well, the problem is, is that... Too many agents are competitive, uh-huh. and there's yeah. very much a scarcity mindset in this industry, yeah. and that's a terrible way of doing business and looking at things. Yep. Yeah. There's more than enough business for all of us to be successful, all of us that want to be successful, to yep. be successful. The people that put in the hard work, they will be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, negotiations can be tough because some agents are very much just against you. Mm-hmm. In reality, if you're the listing agent and I'm representing the buyer, we're all on the same team. That's what I'm glad that we're you trying said to get that. to the same goal. Exactly. Yeah, we're so all just like trying to get to closing yeah, and make yeah. sure that everybody feels comfortable with the position that they're here's, in. Here's here's the one thing I always talk about negotiation. I've read some negotiation books. It's such a people when they think of negotiations, either I win and you lose, exactly. or you win and I lose. Right. And it's the stupidest way it's to think about it, way. right? Yep. Because no negotiation would ever ever come like that right there has to be something where you win where you want it and where i I win win. and i want it so we all have a happy exactly so sometimes people like especially like buyers it's like go that way somebody may be a little bit more ahead yeah 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 depending on who like multiple offer who has the more leverage right in seller's market or buyers or if the house was listed for a long time the buyer might come in with a little bit more but it doesn't mean that your buyers also can't be properly represented and still have something in their favor correct correct to still feel like they won more than just winning the house correct yes correct and that comes down to the agent with experience breaking that down yes. to them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's exactly what it is. But I just, it's like, to me, I hate this whole, like, negotiations. Like, 
I win all the chips, yeah. like the poker chips are here, right. and then you lose. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's people watching too much million-dollar listing. 100%. That's not real real That's estate. what they think. That's not yeah. real real yeah, estate no, at all. There has to no. be some the give and take, depending on the leverage. Yeah. I can't ask for much from a person that has 18 offers. Right? No. It's no. a set leverage. But I can if a person's 118 days on the market, then I can exactly. get a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, you can get yeah. some closing okay. costs. Or, you know, but at the same time, they both, that person has the goal of selling. This right. person has the goal of buying. 100%. So it comes to the same point, like exactly. Joe said. Exactly. So Let's like, come to an understanding here. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, this, this whole entire industry just needs more collaboration. Yes, yes. it does. Yes, I agree. Things, touch yes. Their chest and don't want I to yes. There's, there's just yes. so much. I mean, the whole yeah. off market world is collaboration. <laughs> Right, yeah, like really me contacting, is. hey Joe, I got something like this. You know, like the the sellers. I obviously speak with the sellers before. They kind of want it if they prefer totally. something quick, easy, yeah. not too many showings. Yeah. Oh, great! I have someone for that. Exactly. That's all collaboration. Yeah, that's why it's really big to network with other agents. It is. It's yeah, yeah, super big. It's because uh, you will get to the closing piece. table much faster. One hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. When you know the agent on the other side of the transaction, yeah, there's a like higher that. likelihood that you two are going to end up working together. Yeah. Just because you've got that past relationship. Relationship. Yeah. They're maybe going to tell you a little bit more. They're not supposed to, but they might yeah. tell you a little bit more than what they're telling other agents about what it's going to take to get the deal done. Of course, because they yeah. want to work with you. Exactly. You know? And they they uh, they trust you on your end to handle your client. Of course. And in all reality, too, that is representing their seller's best interest. Yeah, it is. Because they are working with somebody that they know is going to get the deal done. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you right. know how that person works. And you know, again, like if I worked with Joe or if I work with Joe, I know how Julian works. I know how you work versus someone I don't know. Like, hey, I don't answer the phone after right. this time and this and that. that. I'm but like, I also I'm, get it. You know, yeah. there, there's a certain time in business where you have to shut your phone off. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And you yeah. can't be bothered. We are people. We do have lives. Yeah. You yes. know, like we do need that downtime. Yeah. Yes, there are, you know, negotiations that are happening. You can't shut your phone off when it's, you know, at the end of an inspection period or something like that. Yeah, but no. Like, you know, <laughs> no. There, there does need to be some type of separation. No, but yeah. uh, again, and if you shut your phone off, what are you talking like all day? Like, okay, I, yeah, I exactly. have my phone on airplane mode right now shooting this podcast. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like I have it on airplane mode the whole day. The whole day. Yeah. Afterwards, I check my stuff, yep. get back to and the you'll get to it. To. Yeah, within yep. a timely manner. Exactly. That's all it is. Everything exactly. has to be done in a timely manner. Yes. From yep. clients to agents. Yep. But as you know, on this side of the fence, we're all like, yeah, yeah, timely manner. Yep. On the other side of the fence, yep. when people, it's not to them. People it's a huge a thing. Lot. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of that goes to setting an upfront expectation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really big on any buyers that I work with, as well as our sellers, that I talk to them about that. Literally the listing appointment. Yes. I, I, I try and humanize it at least a little bit. That I'm yes. a person. I have a family. I have other things outside of real estate. If we are in the middle of something, and it is very important. 100% I'm going to be available. But there are times that I'm going to be spending time with my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is something that is important. It allows me to actually do my job better. better. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they got to respect that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if they don't respect if they that, don't, then... I don't want to work with Yeah, them. you don't want to work with yeah. them. Because it's going to be a living hell yeah. working with that person. I mean, you know? unfortunately, in this world, there is, we yeah. are, you know... As much as we want to say all this... It's like there is sometimes people overbearing. And 100%. We're, yeah. we're looked at like a smidge above used car salesman a lot of times. <laughs> like and that's awful. That, that shady is, car salesman? It is. And that's that's a perception that is really awful that we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it important is. for me. I try and work really hard to change that with yes. every person that I work with, yep. you know? Yep. But yeah, it's uh, people yeah. take advantage of us. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, that, that that's very true. And like I think we were saying this before, there's a lot of upfront work. Yeah to hopefully get something at the end because we really aren't compensated at no. all. It's a, it's it's a, a, it's it's a, a unique yeah. career. We it do is. all of our work hoping that we're going to get paid in the future. 
And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you, sometimes get, to you get burned table very bad. And it you doesn't get, happen. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. You just take it on a chin and you keep moving. Yeah. But that's that's why uh, I think this industry. What two years? Like most agents just get out of the business, yeah. or yeah. maybe even one year now. Yeah, I want to say it's like eighty percent of agents don't make it past their second year. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. And a lot don't make it past their fifth year. Yeah, too. Exactly. I, I think there was a, a study on that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm well. I'm the firm believer. Like I don't think anyone can be or should be an agent per se forever it's just it's just not viable you don't have like, a retirement party like there's a you can become like a right. lead of a stop. team or <laughs> you can become like an investor into your own stuff like just being like an agent yeah. agent it's just it will it will eventually well that was that was why in. we started the team yeah it was literally we were on vacation and yep. it was like if i shut my phone off our business isn't working yep so yep. if i start a team our business can still be in yeah. business yep. well i'm away type of thing yeah exactly you know, and you then that, you use you that get, you need that leverage of course yeah, yeah. uh joe we wanted to kind of talk to you about you know the brokerage you're with real because you do yeah. uh, a lot of great things with them you shout them out a lot you know, we want to ask you, what do you see like brokerages turning into, especially the big box ones? And um, what do you believe the model forward is? Is it that real model or is it little tweaks to that real model? What do you see for the future of real estate brokerages? Yeah, we're going to grill you on this. So be prepared. <sighs> so, you know, all right. EXP changed real estate forever, okay. without a doubt. When mm-hmm. they came about, this was something that was absolutely brand new. Allowing agents to have ownership in a brokerage is something really unique. Allowing them to purchase stock at a discount because they work there. That's not something that ever took place in real estate before. Uh, A cloud-based brokerage, that was something that nobody would ever think of. It was, we need our brick-and-mortar space. We need that because agents want to be in the office. Well, EXP came about. They were very successful. During COVID, I think everybody realized that we don't really need office space. Yeah. Most agents, at least, you know, solo agents anyway, typically work from home. Yeah. Yep, a lot of teams. I, I run a team of agents and they never come into the office. Yeah. They work yep. from home. It's, you know, they're there one day a week maybe. Is it is it also, is that an age thing, Joe? Do you feel like, or do you just feel like, yes, it, some people are just better from home because I feel like uh, to me I like the office culture I do too right I love the office culture. yeah I, I like want the people office. around me that's I want the that collaboration yeah. and that's yeah. that collaboration yeah that's yeah. that I don't get that at home like right. I don't get I don't come run to, to ask Julian some question about some real estate thing where it's like I have an answer but I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear what he has to say on I mean yeah. I think that agents that work from home are missing a big opportunity mm-hmm. because yeah. there is people in the office that are sharing ideas yep and are helping, and it's that collaboration, and you're learning together, and you're yep. growing together, and all of that type of thing. So, personally, I think, yeah, it probably is a bit of a age thing. Yeah, yeah. possibly, maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. I guess we're all old school in a sense. I love that. Is it office. maybe that actually the younger folks would prefer to not come into the office? That's what I'm saying. The younger folks yeah. don't want to come in, yeah, because they are maybe. more. Um, they kind of grew up with this technology stuff, right? right? The first 10 years of my of life, life, yeah, I didn't, I we didn't have Zoom. technology. I don't mind it. I love it. I don't. I know. It makes me more efficient. I know you like Zoom a yeah. lot, and I'll, I'll do Zoom, yeah. but I just don't because people... I, they're not paying attention. They're looking on their phones. Oh, totally. They're, they're starting looking around <laughs> or whatever. 100%. You yeah. know, I'm not even dressed. Yeah, not <laughs> even, not even <laughs> dressed. I'm not wearing pants right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that whole type of thing. Where, like, I have your undivided attention. 
conversation here right. in person because right. I'm looking dead at you. Like yes. you're not gonna be looking around here when I'm Listen, talking. Listen, you to can you. be looking dead at someone and still not have their underwear. That's, that's very true too. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, okay, in a sense, yeah, that is. But you have more of my attention, like we are right now. Yeah, yeah. Than, you yeah. can at least read body language yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the whole office thing. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, the whole brokerage thing. You know what is going to happen in the future. Uh, there are more and more of these cloud-based brokerages yep. coming about every day. Well, yep. So there, there's real, there's uh, EXP, EXP, there's Fathom. Fa- fa- yes, yeah, so Fathom. I've heard, one. I've heard about yep. that. They're a new player in they, town. They grew pretty quickly. Uh, there's also is it Compass? Is are they one too? No, or no? Compass isn't cloud-based. Okay, Compass is luxury. Expensive to be there, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the whole company. Is it like a, a Sotheby's thing? I'm very it's, confused it's, they're, about they're the brand. Kind of I don't know what they are. They're, they're a luxury. Do you brand. think the big okay. box brokerages are going to follow suit? The Edinas, the Colwells, kind of have to. Uh-huh. Kellers, they're they're, they're kind of dying. Mm-hmm. It's there's a there's a lot of agents that are that are fleeing ship essentially. Yep, yep. But a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams. Teams yeah. are. But, but there's yeah. also a lot of folks that are. Live and die by the big box brokerage, and they they've been there for them. so long. They've been there for so long. They yeah. feel that the marketing that they have, the name brand behind them, goes a long ways. Yeah. Personally, I don't feel that. I think maybe 10, 15 years ago, the brokerage that you mat that you worked for mattered. Mm-hmm. Today, I don't think it does. An agent can be successful at any brokerage that they're at. Yeah. It is so rare that somebody reaches out and they're like, oh, "I want to work with a." With a Remax agent, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. those days are really over. People work with you because of who you are, yeah. because they know, like, and trust you. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what it is, basically. So where you're at doesn't matter. Where the brokerages in the future are going to be succeeding is what they're offering to their agents. Mm-hmm. That's huge. It's it's what can you offer to an agent? What is going to impact their life, make their work better, and everything outside of their life as well? Yep. Yeah. No, I agree with that. The one piece of advice I always give new agents who just passed the test and they are looking for brokerages, I'm like, and I don't know, Joe, maybe you gave me this advice or who gave me this advice that you're interviewing the broker. Yep. The broker's not interviewing, interviewing you. You yeah. can go basically work anywhere. As yeah. a brand new agent, you can work at any brokerage you want pretty Correct. much. Correct. Pretty much. No, what would you yeah. give advice for a brand new agent? Would you say go the single route or join a team? Man, join I think that in today's day and age with how expensive it can be to be a successful agent, I think starting off on a team is 100% the way to go. Mm-hmm. But the right team, I feel like. The right one. The right Because there's some yes. that yeah. just kind of just uh, well, monetarily just much like, support. You're just no. on the team well, not basically. Even, like, you're just support. another number. But exactly. the support, but plus like the the fees and stuff yep. like they take from you it's like at the end of the day you're like i did a hundred something transactions but i made like 60 grand right like, how does that even yep. yeah there's <laughs> some big players in town that do that yeah totally. there's some there's some but billboards you know, those, out there that but do that. those those agents that work there they have a massive opportunity and if they can see that opportunity yes. take advantage of it because they are spoon-fed their Deals. Yes. Mm-hmm. They have somebody that is in the ISA department, inside sales agent, that's yep. setting up a conversation for them because that yep. person has now been nurtured to the time that they now want to see a property. Now they get connected to that agent. That agent goes out, opens the door, shows them the property, starts to build a relationship. Somebody else is even writing the offer for them. But that agent, if that agent is smart, yes, they're not making much. They're making 30 to 35% on a deal, which kind of sucks. That's Ooh. very low. 
but they can do double the amount of transactions yep. yeah. that most other agents are doing. Yeah. And that is actually a really great place for an agent to start because if you are smart, you're building relationships with every single one of those people that you're working with. You're staying in touch after closing. You are adding them to your sphere. You are, you know, making sure that they feel loved on. You now can get referrals from Referrals that from, yeah. And that's, and the, that's, that's the lifeline of the business yes, is you go, referrals. You work under that model for a couple of years and yeah. all of a sudden you've got 200 people that is your sphere. Yeah. Now you just basically, you can leave that model, go work, be an agent on your own and have a sustainable business for yourself for the future. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of them have done that in regards to also, they also then put in place non-compete, et cetera. I've like, Hey, that. you know, yeah. these people are our people. Right. And if you, anything else, so that's, it gets a little murky. It can get dicey. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. no, exactly. I like how your mind went there to the opportunity because originally a lot of people in those type of settings, yeah. they did do that. Right. And they went on to have totally. great successful exactly. careers because yeah. they met so many people. Yes. And followed right? up too. And yes. it's not even like people up. like where they're like real estate people like, oh, just come in contact with 20 people. These are 20 people that bought or yeah. sold. Right. Yeah. Like a transaction. Actually did a transaction. A not transaction just, you just met like, oh yeah, I just met this person in the elevator yeah. today. I mean, yeah. it's, well, we were talking about earlier, it's tough to be an agent and especially to be a new agent. Yeah. Going yeah. on a team, going into a brokerage that's offering a ton of support is wildly important. Yeah. I would just say read every contract read Definitely. every single thing that yeah. before you sign <laughs> just read yeah. it like whatever the broker's offering whatever this person's offering whatever anything just read it because again you know i like how joe's mind went to the opportunities and stuff but i just remember a lot of contracts with non-compete stuff yeah. and it's like hey yeah all these leads all this stuff is ours and yeah. anything that branches out from these is ours right so okay um you know joe we love seeing your videos and everything like that. And, you know, I would say you're very analytical thinker. Is Pretty that much. safe to say? Yeah. Right. You use a lot of data when I you have to. your speakers yeah. at your events. Yep. They're usually very data analysts. Data driven. As, yeah. Data driven. As much as possible. As it's, much as possible. I'm big on be the knowledge English. broker type of thing. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. What is one piece of advice you can give to our viewers and listening in regards to looking at some type of data to predict um, you know, anything in regards to the industry or some something that you like to look at that mm. most people uh, just overlook or don't know? Well, I mean, I'd say the number one thing is don't look at national numbers. Yep. Because national numbers are national numbers. They're Correct. not local numbers. Real estate is local. Yep. And that is something that uh, the national news outlets, even our local news outlets, don't really talk about. Yep. How local do you have to go? To I mean, you got to go neighborhood by neighborhood. neighborhood, it, by can, neighborhood. it can literally be a dividing street. Things can be different on either side. You, mean, yep. you need to be a neighborhood specialist. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Especially with folks that are like moving in here to Minnesota. Like they don't, they don't get like summit. Summit is different than Frogtown area. Yep. And, and like, it's very close by. It's very close by. Like yep. you can go from an $800,000 house to you cross that bridge. Now yep. you're in a neighborhood that's like 250. Right. 300. Yep. Yep. And it's very confusing to people that don't live here yep. at all. They don't, they don't yep. understand it. So I think that's, that's really important about like really honing in and knowing your neighborhoods, your suburbs and all that, because mm -hmm. then if you don't, then you're going to lose that business to an agent that does. Yeah. What's the data you like to track the most? What's, what's something where you like every week or daily or something you like to look at? So to keep your for the past four or five years now, we've been tracking the number of showings per week per listing in the median mm -hmm. sale price range. And that's something that there's no data source that we can go to to just look at that. Mm -hmm. So we need to extract those numbers ourselves from some of the systems that we use. So we like that because 
all of the data that we get from MAR, the Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors, it's a month behind. Yes. You know, so we get the uh, April data in May. Yeah. Well, yeah. but that data that we're getting in May from the April numbers is actually from offers that were written 30 to 60 days before that. So that data that we're getting is sometimes like three months old, basically. Yeah, so, absolutely. yes, it's a good indicator of what took place in the market. But when we can look at the number of showings per week per listing that are taking place currently and look one week back that's a much better picture of yep. what is truly going on right now as far as buyer activity in the market and what would you say has buyer activity picked up Definitely. in the last 30 days um yes more or less or even two weeks in the past i mean it's just we've gotten far busier it's it's also the spring market yeah you know we're seeing that and we unfortunately in minnesota had a very long winter so where typically our numbers in Minnesota for highest sale prices during the year peak in like June and July, we may peak a little bit after that yeah. because uh, yep. our winter was extended. Spring took a long time to start. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks that have waited to put their homes on the market. And inventory is still low. It's but wild. I, I think buyers at this point now, they're just going to eat that six and a half interest rate. That people have gotten you know? used to it. The average I think people have gotten used to it. history yeah. is 6%. So this isn't like that crazy. It's just people have very short-term memories. Uh-huh. And when money was basically free over the past couple of years of, you know, low 3%, yeah. high twos, it's hard to swallow the pill of anything, you know, yep. 6% and above. The data being in the past, it kind of, you just explaining that just reminded me of um, like astronomy, like space, light takes that much time. So that star yes. cannot even be there. So exactly. you're kind of looking into the past. So when you do look at that data, I was do this with my clients too. I'm like, Hey, I know you're looking at this data, but you have to take this with a little thing. So what's happening there now, mm-hmm. how many people, like you said, showings right. and how many offers are being written today. Yes. So that is a little bit more important because in this market or in this industry, things can change week by week. Yeah. Week by like week. Literally yeah. it can go from nothing, uh, which sometimes this winter felt like, especially in the it's earlier wild. winter of this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were <laughs> yeah, we were like, man, it's things are really it's slow. slow. Yeah, yeah, real slow, but now um, it's picked up. And now yeah. it's just like that, like yeah. a light switch. I, last October people call. felt like a buyer's market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sellers were having a tough time selling. Yeah, the Buyers yeah. had the ability to kind of do what they wanted. Yeah, that was I a time to listings that were like sitting on the market. It was the first time last October, I think it was the first time in like two and a half, three years that I had a listing that didn't sell the first weekend on the market. Yep. And it yeah. was just like, uh-oh. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had October, November. It was the first Overshot time I got, I got yeah, I got 3% or more in seller paid closing costs. Right. I remember if we go back to our first podcast, yeah. like our first, first one or two, and we were in the other room. We were talking, we were talking about, about that. it being kind of a buyer's, yeah, 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 kind of being yeah. like, we're like, it's kind of shifted a little bit. You know? Yeah. But now you're not though. I mean, multiple offers are back. Appraisal gaps are back. Yep. You know, the no inspections are, yep. are back now. So it's, it's crazy to see that. Yep. And the interest rates really haven't changed much between that time. We, we work with a couple, well, I have an in-house transaction coordinator, but we have good relationships with Home Free TC and Contract to Close, which are two- Contract to close shout out to contract yeah, to close they're, they're phenomenal they're great. Both, both companies are really has, great. runs a really great yes, company yes there. so yes. both of those companies they're really great they write offers for a lot of agents essentially mm. is what they do yeah. for anybody that doesn't know that but they also share their weekly and monthly numbers I get those. with a group of agents yeah. anybody that signs up with them that's great information to be able to show buyers because that is also what's happening right now in the market yeah it shows mm-hmm. like you know the median uh, sale to or you know offer accepted to mm-hmm. list price type of thing yep. how many inspections are being waived how many have appraisal guarantees all of that stuff so mm-hmm. it's yep. important to look at that data as well all right joe tell us uh tell us what it feels like to be on a tv show 
<laughs> we want to know. Yeah, we want to know. I mean, we we got thirty minutes of fame. Essentially, we okay. We got a pot. They they reach out to us. It was like a two year long process, uh-huh. and finally they came to us and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna shoot a pilot with you guys." Yeah. So we filmed that. You know, you got to see all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. You got to see that a lot of the stuff on HGTV is total BS. Yeah. That it's not all truthful essentially it's for tv yeah they need to make good tv so even what we did you know the numbers that were shared with the public weren't the actual numbers Mm -hmm. they're not real numbers no shockingly surprising yeah (laughs) bought this for 50 sold it for 2.2 million the the sale price (laughs) that the home sold for in our episode that was real but the amount of money that was put into it wasn't yeah so you know do you have to like when you and becca went into that were you guys like kind of like Listen, like, if we make this, like, if we, like, make TV, mm-hmm. meaning, like, let's just make a bullshit argument, right. or this or yeah. that, or, right. like, I act a little crazy, you act a little crazy. Well, they kind of coach you along a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, you do, like, that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, it is a little bit more enticing for them to renew, and this, exactly. obviously, it's TV. Did it's they TV. tell you, like, to have an attitude or just, yeah. like, flip out on a client no, it or was, something? it was more of, like, they really kind of just let us be who we were uh-huh. and okay. do the things and kind of follow us around with cameras pretty much for a good portion of it. And then when something would happen, they were like, whoa, 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 can you say that again? <laughs> but like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of, you know. I would have been like, back and listen, there's going to be this scene where I'm crying about this deal and you smack me like, Get your head in the game, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's it was fun. It was interesting. We got to see how the sausage was made and see yeah, behind yeah. the scenes yeah. and all of that. And we got our 30 minutes of fame. It was cool. Uh, would it have been cool if the show would have got picked up? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. You that, need, I'm telling you, you needed that drama. You needed, but like, the amount of time that it took us to film that one episode and the amount of time I had to work with my clients during that time. It was tough. I yeah, I bet. It was very difficult. Break that down. So how long did it take to make It was one about episode? two episodes or two months to film one episode. What? Yeah. Eh, maybe a month and a half. It was, like, it was a uh, while. One time a week or daily or what it are you was, talking about? It was, uh, I want to say it was daily, but it was, it was a lot of time. It was, it's, it feel, this is like five years ago now. So it feels like it was about a month and a half. Maybe it was only 30 days. But still, like we had like episode? 40 days. Well, all right. So we had, for that show, we had two different projects going on. Okay. So it was two different renovations, essentially, that we were doing at the same time. Mm-hmm. They were both light renovations, essentially. But, you know, we were, uh, we had to work with certain people. There was the network involved. Everything gets slowed down when there's cameras there. So yeah. you couldn't work with your subcontractors or anybody? Correct, without want- cameras around. Oh. Because they need to be, like, on site making sure that they are capturing things. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, it does okay. sound like a hassle, but. It was yeah. a hassle. It was. I mean, the only that's what I think about. Like, if we're on TV, like, Julian, like, we got to make some BS, like, arguments. Like, make <laughs> oh. the smallest thing into, the, like, the biggest thing. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm going to act like a complete fool on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what... It's, it's unfortunate, but that's what gets picked up. If that's we're, like, what, per, yeah. Ultra professional right. and thing like that. Right. Were, <laughs> Everyone's like, ah, this is This boring. guy is unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just... There's like that office scene they catch you in the back just smoking. <laughs> Can't take it anymore. Ben Affleck outside. Yeah, 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 yeah Ben Affleck. Like, yeah. <sighs> no. Speaking of Ben Affleck, that's right. he's been going through some stuff. Yeah, he has. He has. He has. We feel for you, Ben. Yeah. We feel for you. <laughs> 
No, I, I think of a, like that guy that's on Bar Rescue. Um, the uh, old guy. Yeah. I forgot what his name. I was like, Tanner or something. Yeah, yeah, does he really act like that in real life? Right. There's, there's no way right. he acts like that. I think that's just all for yeah. TV. You it know? could be. It could be. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm trying to do like, you know, you guys do a lot of social media stuff. Yeah, we do. It's super important to be who you are. Yes, it you is know? important. It is yeah. important. I mean, because if you... Uh, you have a certain persona or something like that yeah. online, but then people meet you in person. And it's They're different. like, wait a minute, hold exactly. on. Exactly. Wait a yeah. minute. This isn't you. Yeah. I didn't get this person. Yeah. Well, we're not saying like, uh, obviously become a whole different person. It's no, just, no. It's just it kind of like, just like, just like turn it up a little bit. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. right. Like yeah. obviously it's, it's TV. That's what I was saying. I was yeah. like, that should be. Yeah. I, I host webinars and people have said, yeah, you've got your like webinar voice. You know, that like it, <laughs> yeah. you turn it on type of thing when you start. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. This for is sure. girl I used yeah. to know in high school. And then like she does the news now and stuff like that. And and like when she talks, I'm like, oh, that's like such a newscaster voice. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Welcome to Carol Oven. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be weird. Like if I talk like that in real life, but no, it just, I think, you know, TV, obviously. I mean, you're just as talking. real estate agents, we do need to be chameleons in a sense. You know, every person wants to be treated a little bit differently and yeah. we need to treat them how they want to be treated. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we need to be the person that they need us to be for them. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we are changing who we are, but, no, being but you have to be professional. Yeah, you yeah. have to be a professional. Yeah, yeah. Just some people are much more analytic. Some people are, yes. you know, there's all different types of buyers and sellers out there, and right. they need different things. Right. That's I true. Agree. That's true. I agree. Okay, so, Joe, we want to thank you so much for coming on the pod today. This is a great episode. Thanks, yeah, yeah, thanks for kind of giving a lot of great information in regards to teams, in regards to data. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, why don't you kind of let the people know where they can find you, <laughs> website, social media, um, you know, I think uh, if you want to shout out Becca's show, she still has it. So uh, HGTV picked up Becca, but dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they made the right decision. Be- Becca was able to get yeah. this opportunity from the show that we had. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, it was. Uh, it's the executives cool are in the boardroom, like drop yeah. the man. <laughs> you know, she's the she's the pretty one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You can be in the back. <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> no, much no, about no. It. Yeah. yeah, but. Uh, no, Joe, thank you so much. Why yeah. don't you just tell yeah. to that? So yep. uh, if you want to find me, Grey Duck Properties, G-R-E-Y, is probably the best way to reach out. Uh, you'll be able to find me uh, through that, basically. Okay. Instagram, I'm the real Joe Schwartzmarks. I'm at the real broker, so that makes That's, sense. I like that. that. I like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're on Facebook, Instagram. I think I actually have a Twitter going now, but don't do much on there. Yeah. But yeah, it's easy to find me. Cool. cool. I got a pretty unique last name. There's not many uh, Schwartzbauers. No, Schwartz. no. There's I not. like their last name. Yeah, Schwartzbauer. Yeah. German? Is it German? Austrian. Austrian? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Austrian. It's like Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for being here, you guys. Thank you uh, you know, for sharing all the information you had. We'd love to have you again. Yeah, you and Becca. Yes, yeah, I think both. Fun. Both. Yeah, we yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 we can like have that drama and get in a fight. That drama. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling you, I, I have something pictured where you're crying about a deal. She smacks you like, get in the game, Joe. <laughs> oh, that's just behind the scenes. Behind yeah, you. behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Well, that's what the people want. <laughs> okay, you guys. Thank you for coming in episode 21. Subscribe, like, comment what you learn. Um, comment if you would rather be a solo agent, a team agent, and you know, what data do you like to look at uh, for within your industry, even yeah, if it's what's not important to you? Yeah. All right, you guys have a good one. See we'll you. see you back on episode 22. Thanks guys.